1: And Welcome to the NXT 2.0 review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Will Bourne from What Culture, joined by the Dudley boys of What Culture. This wise guy, Michael Hamley, this wise guy, Michael Sidgwick. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone into full gimmick already. <laughs> okay, to tonight's episode of NXT 2.0. But before we get into it, if you're a fan <laughs> of this thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture SD on either iTunes, Spotify. Or wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> from, wrestling, Podcasting, including anything. Oh, and Raw no. and AW Rampage, AW Dynamite, My favourite views interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week. Complete the a quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. I really hope this isn't someone's first what culture wrestling podcast. <laughs> It'll, be that way. <laughs> It'll be there later. will be there later. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm joined by Avlin to look ahead to anything. Oh, our favorite. Show of the week by the time this we have such good fun.
2: Yeah, it's loads of fun. My god. We were doing the air rampage review earlier, and uh it was like it was a good, uneven, kind of a like a tiring show, and I watched it in increments from Saturday morning through a Sunday night, and it's now Tuesday. I'm, I'm forgetting all the pretty spots they did, and I like, honestly it's one of my things I like pride myself on, like. I'd like to go through the story of the match. I feel like on this podcast, what we do better than anyone out there is analyze the story beats. We tell you specifically why the individual performances are so great, what they're trying to get across, why the booking is as deft as it is. And honestly, sometimes it gets exhausting. <laughs> sometimes you think, Have I done that match dirty or did that match give me nothing? You know, mm-hmm. you, you, our pride genuinely drives and sometimes affects our content. Two-minute matches with a bunch of green assholes <laughs> on NXT 2.0. It's so easy to review. There's very little to say other than,
1: you hey, look green. <laughs> you look green in two minutes. She looked a bit green in two minutes, and God but, damn it, there's going to be... And the minutes. background looked pretty bloody green as well for two minutes, and then it changed.
2: <laughs> uh, it's just an easy watch. It's an easy show to analyse because there's very little to and I analyse it's an even easier show to rip the piss out of. Like, in
1: a professional capacity... NXT 2.0 is a is a joy to review. It's night and day, isn't it, compared to gritty skulls? We used to have to talk about it. like a bag of wank, that, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, you are, so It was uh, that was a really great episode of NXT, guys.
1: wine <laughs> bastard, what a red bastard rip! It. How are you feeling about it tonight, Hamlet?
3: Same. Um, love these uh, two-minute squashes where there's like still time for a move to go a bit wrong or a character to not really be fully fleshed out and to not be able to make sense of it. There is one thing that you've put in the, the prep notes for this show that genuinely, because NXT 2.0 has moved so fast, feels 100 million years old. There is a, a development that previously, in the old days of Skulls, Triple H's Skulls NXT, we would have clung onto for dear life just to have something fun to talk about, just to have something to have, you know, like a little bit, get a little bit of enjoyment out of. And even then we were extracting the enjoyment from it. And honestly, the way that this whole world has just been blown up cartoonishly by Vincent Bruce and Kevin Johnny with like those Acme plunges that Wile Coyote used to try and use to beat the Roadrunner with. What they've done, Triple H's NXT, has made one of the, like, one of the sort of angles on the show, one of the big things, just feel ancient, I'm already ready to move past it because in a minute, some six foot five ex-footballer with massive traps is going to come out in a squash and like the logo for him is going to have more paintball on it. It's, it's <laughs> great. just great.
1: I I think we have fun with, regardless of the previews, like we earnestly enjoy previewing a lot of the AEW shows. You know, Raw has got rapidly better recently. SmackDown is obviously the best wrestling show there is. Oh, shut up, man. <laughs> But NXT was always a bit dry, and yet this is the first. Correct me if I'm wrong. At what culture WWE on Twitter? This is the first preview. Are we going to have a game? We're going to have a game. I can't wait for this game, and I, I I'm going to enjoy this game, and then I'm going to look forward to the payoff on tomorrow's review. This is a hell of a hook across both podcasts, guys. We really stumbled in something here, and I don't think I genuinely don't think that we could do this for any other show because. Well, we'll get to it later on. Stick around. Because we've got three around, championship matches <laughs> to preview. Um, so let's start with the women's match. Because that's what apparently they said on the previews when we were watching our Extreme Rules. Because I thought they had this... They kept playing this adverts, right? Extreme Rules. And they were like, NXT 2.0, it's got women, right? And I thought... I said this to Phil on the stream. I was like, "Oh, wicked! Well, at least they're previewing the women's title. Frankie Monet, Racco Gonzalez. They just forgot about it when they relaunched the show two weeks ago. But now they've got the oh no, wait a second! Look, these women have got lips. Do you like them? It's just the most preposterous <laughs> preview for NXT I've ever seen. Yeah, is it Kaka? <laughs> yeah, it I don't was know just... why it's got Boston. Do you want Gigi D'Onna to rub your so with a rose? Watch NXT 2.0. And you might. I don't know what they're thinking <laughs> it
3: you we were just shouting words back at it, and it was as if you were narrating it: lips, tits, asses. A few more lips, I like that nose. You know, eyes. We got it all. Zooms, hard <laughs> zooms all me. these body parts. Outrageous.
2: A few more lips.
3: There's only two. <laughs> I got one more eyebrow. Are you an eyebrow guy? <laughs> <laughs> so
1: anyway, Rachel Gonzalez, uh, Frankie Muniz, <laughs> the <laughs> AW. AEW, I wish, t- uh, NXT Women's Championship. It's got to be a retention here, hasn't it, Hanford, despite all the changes that we're seeing in NXT? Uh,
3: I don't know, because Raquel Gonzalez currently, to me, is the hardest to predict um, whether or not she's got a future on 2.0 versus um, just going to the main roster and being done with it, as it feels like it's going to have to be the case for a lot of the like guys from Triple H's vision for NXT. We are three weeks in to new NXT and already whatever was once a big experiment with Raquel Gonzalez trying to get a diesel out of her from her feud with her own Shawn Michaels and the Kai, It's ancient history. She has just got a standalone now as this NXT Women's Champion. And I cannot figure out if she's what they want or not. And I think we'll see that tonight in the result. Frankie Monet is absolutely what they want. It matters not that she is pretty rubbish when the bell rings. Um, and if anything, in the Triple H Vision of NXT that felt like that was her done, didn't it? They put all that investment into this character, and then when the bell rang, it didn't really feel like anything lived up to the expectations. And when Triple H had the wheel, you were pretty knackered, you could see somebody getting relegated. It was as if, like, ah, we. put the machine behind you and this didn't really take so you're going to drop right the way down to there the lower card you're going to do daft comedy stuff you're going to be in pointless angles for a while and we're going to let you go again in a year's time if you if you've proven yourself uh, in my performance center the nikon probably wants to close down uh. (laughs) there that was always how it used to go for those talents that didn't quite live up to the expectations that he'd set these are not those expectations anymore this is a character fundamentally right out of Vince's wheelhouse, so it's almost not going to matter if the matches fall apart Um, I, in theory it's a retention, but this 2.0, anything can happen like, legitimately I could see him on here winning the title tonight, and this being Raka Gonzalez NXT swan song
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit later on about the fact that there's a rumour going around that there's going to be a lot of NXT call-ups and and, NXT involvement in the draft, possibly, like you say, to clear out some of the people in NXT who aren't long for the colourful world that it's become now. Is that affecting your call for this one, Sige? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, But at the same time, what does that mean? Like,
2: there are certain people who just, like, vanished into the void. Dakota Kai, where on earth is Dakota Kai? Raquel Gonzalez could either join a partner in said void, go onto the main roster. I don't want to bring her up again on the fun podcast. That doesn't make you want to kill yourself. But uh, maybe they've been building Shayna Baszler up for a reason. And that is, I know that one who's really tough and hard. Oh, well, forget about it because <laughs> Gonzalez is going to be the one to beat her. And that's why they're building her up. Who the hell knows? Um, yeah. It feels already like over well, the last time this was teased, absolute like wreckage happened on the NXT brand in terms of players who were promoted from it, and then two Raw SmackDown. No, 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 just on main event. <laughs> like ridiculous. Um, so I've got no idea what's going to happen, and again, like the ramifications of the storyline make it hard to predict as well. Like prospective match quality, I'm not expecting much at all. Gonzalez has barely existed as a baby face.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's fair to say. Um, Monet has got heaters, so there's a potential potential threat of drama. At the very least, like in Triple H's NXT, this would have went like 14 minutes and would have badly exposed itself as Frankie Monet was told to do Trope Theatre. This will get its business done very quickly, I expect. I'll call it a title switch. Why not get Gonzalez on that main roster?
1: Yeah, I think. I
2: mean, I know why. It's because it's probably got a little bit more work to do but they do really do that work in the performance centre anyway so what does it matter
1: <laughs> uh, and in this new era of Brian Van Wagner and the new Grayson Waller you see another title change in the yeah. uh, oh. God. in the uh, Cruiserweight Championship match Roddy Strong defending yes, it or are we going to get to see Grayson Waller get chucked around by the Creed Brothers after all this which is what we all really want to see Potentially,
2: potentially. Like, I didn't do this for the uh, women's match. There's permutations with Gonzalez versus Monet that make a title retention feel like the way to go. Um, But obviously, all of this could be done as we speak as Vince McMahon gets on the blue and says, right, I'm getting Gonzalez for the draft because he hasn't made his mind up about the draft. It's Friday, but he hasn't made his bloody mind (laughs) up. But let's... Pretend for a second that the draft isn't happening or all of the plans were firmed up a month ago. <laughs> and that's the reason why Gonzalez hasn't dropped the title yet because, oh, yeah, you he got here for another year. As if any of this actually happens. Gonzalez retains, allows um, Mandy Rose, who was part of Toxic Attraction, one of those heavily pushed matches, uh, heavily pushed acts of 2.0. Gonzalez versus Mandy Rose, feels like an NXT 2.0 thing. Mm -hmm. Roderick Strong versus any cruiserweight feels like a nothing happening anywhere thing because there's no cruiserweight division. (laughs) You can't go through the roster, the permutations of which cruiserweights have been developed in the background. Like, I'll do it. It's easy. Easy shorthand. I don't care anymore about the, the meets. Miro, about three months ago, we were thinking, who on earth could take that title off him. But it was a good question because he's so awesome, he's coming across as so invincible, and yet what a range of the babyface squadron AEW has over there. Cassidy, Jungle Boy, Guevara, Kingston, millions of babyfaces, who you theoretically do it, Allen rematch, whatever. This Cruiserweight division doesn't exist. Mm. Honestly, at this point, if you look at who they are kind of pushing, be zero versus Warwick Strong in the future? Like, one or something in the bloody title, but I'm wasting the time. As for the match, it'll probably go six or seven minutes and be bland.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. It will be really boring. It's the thing I'm least excited about on this show. Strong will probably avoid what a lot of the old NXT guys will have to endure now because of Diamond Mine and because of the Creed Brothers and because of just their... Um, I don't know. Like, there's a kind of a cool energy around that stable. Um, they, I wouldn't say they feel particularly fresh compared to the characters that have just debuted out of nowhere, but they don't feel as old as the ones that have travelled across from NXT. You know what I mean? They don't feel as stale in this new technical environment. So, <clears throat> the Strong Kushida match wasn't that great, you know. So, what really can Strong versus Grayson Waller be? They'll be looking for. Um, Walla, comma B. I saw your eyes light up when you heard Wallaby B because you could do some sort of Australian accent there. But, but like, <laughs> like, they'll be looking more, honestly, the people backstage will be looking more for Grayson and Waller's, phone and Myrnell's, than anything Roderick Strong does cool. You know, they're not asked about how good the end of Heartache might look or, wow, he really does. <laughs> Bruce Pritchard has never said in his life, man, that guy hits backbreakers out of nowhere. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Like they'll be looking to see like literally how well Grace Waller can move his left foot. That's what this is. Um, and we get the we get the benefit of that over a four and a half minute relative squash. It's a it's a partial developmental again now. That's you know, that's like at least there's a certain honesty to that compared to what it used
1: to be. Finally, we've got the NXT Women's Tag Titles on the line. Io Shirai and Zoe Stark defending against Toxic Attraction. I think if I was going to put more money on any of these matches having a title switch, it would be this one. A, it's Toxic Attraction, and we know who's got his, you know, hand on the the, the, the wheel now. And B, it's freeing up Io Shirai. She does drop the title to go into the main roster, which is where she deserves to be. What do you reckon, Hamlet?
3: Well, I mean... Uh, This is my opinion. Like Toxic Attraction are probably the most dominant force in NXT 2.0. So how uh, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark can compete against that, I don't know. I'd love them to win the titles because then we can probably just call this Io Shirai, Zoe Stark from the dead loss that it is. Um, Promote Io Shirai and let Zoe Stark, who was really coming into her own on the Triple H NXT, be in a place that is theoretically their developed talent. Like Have this loss ultimately... In form. Like, do it in a nice way. Have Toxic Attraction win the titles. It puts them over as, like, we take the pace, dominant force, because it was their wording used over and over again. But it does technically put them across as a dominant force because they've come in straight away and won the belts. Then have the 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 draft rob Zoe Stark of her ally, in Shirai. You never need to bother with this. Oh, they just can't get along. And then you're kind of off to the races with, a, a like, a brand-new story that is actually rooted in a bit of logic. So it's probably not even the worst thing if they do win the titles. And I get Shirai off the show. She couldn't feel less like she belongs to it. Like, it's not going to be this amazing run that people will hope for on Raw SmackDown. But, like, there are worse wrestlers than Io Shirai that have made it work. So, at least let's see how it, how it goes. Yeah, and if you want to
1: continue this tag team gimmick against Toxic Attraction with Zoe Stock, she could team with a Saray, for example, who's had her history with Toxic Attraction as well, and they could actually be friends, I suppose. Yeah, I just want Io Shirai to be on the main roster, Sid.
2: So. Yeah, on the subject of Eos Shirai, um, she's going to have to get her and boots on because I don't have any um, particularly great feelings about how good this match is going to be. We can do two things. or well, three, we can get two acts over, at the back end of this match, Toxic Attraction, who are really are a dominant force in NXT today, win the women's tag team NXT women's tag team titles. The Golden Prophecy is later fulfilled when Mandy Rose gets it. Finally, the dominant force prophecy fulfilled. They are <laughs> all about pushing the goddamn hell out of this faction. They are in love with Toxic Attraction, so the sooner to get the belts and the gold and the TV time and everything, I think they'll be very impatient with it. I forecast a title change. On the back end of that, you can have Zoe Stark, or sorry, Io Shirai finally snap on Zoe Stark. It should be received as a, as a baby face when Shirai goes to the main roster anyway, one would hope. Um, and then following establishing Toxic Attraction, you can then do the traditional NXT star leaves NXT, does business for their ostensible replacement, Everyone kind of gets the deal so that when Shirai actually goes up to Raw or SmackDown, she doesn't lose anything by having lost the last NXT match. Everyone knows how this thing works. It's like, it's a filmed territory last night, any mm-hmm. sort of deal. And you theoretically get three, uh, two acts over three women um, on the back of this one tag team match. Who the hell knows? We <laughs> get to the funny bits. The title matches, who cares about the wrestling on 2.0? <laughs>
1: Well, let's start with the wild no-DQ match between Bfab and Electra Lopez. Um, Hamfler. I, I'm Go concerned. On, say both ab- I'm concerned about this one, yeah. They're both
3: green and they might not suck in the future. Oh, the stipulation isn't no-DQ. It's like, no good. It's just, like, got, it's got makings of being a disaster. Um, they have had rotten... Uh, squash matches when almost everybody has been positioned to look as good as they possibly can in the vein of a 1992 edition of superstars. Um, like the, even the, even the blander developmental prospects being given every opportunity to get themselves over over the course of two minutes of television time and B-Fab and Electra Lopez have kind of blown that opportunity each time by m- making their poor work, the talking point, Like it's, Mm. I've never taken a bump in my life. Don't know how to do any of that. But I just sort of feel like if you, as a fan, that's watched it for long enough, if you've got two minutes and the whole thing, the whole presentation is constructed about you going out there and being a killer or you going out there and showing whatever it is that you're better at than anybody else, because that theoretically in kayfabe is how every wrestler is supposed to approach this. They've like profoundly failed, profoundly um, it's sucked all the heat out of this rivalry that was looking pretty good for a while before before the weaknesses of B-Fab and Electra Lopez's games were exposed just before 2.0 we all at different times wax lyrical about B-Fab was a star in the making and i made the comparison to Electra Lopez uh, to China for Electra Lopez for that one power slam spot remember on the mm. outside where she rolled the guy back in he was beaten, because that's how like deadly she is Or like Phantasma are serious now because they've got somebody that isn't just going to be a goon in squashes. She's going to be a big deal. And then they've exposed the flaws of both these women terribly. It's not the women's fault. Like, they should have seen this. Like, this is a billion-dollar wrestling company. They should have seen the faults of these women and obscured them. And instead, they've shown them to the world and now we're expecting you to buy that the match is going to be any good. It'd be a miracle if this is any good, honestly. Like, no DQ might help because they might just take all the shortcuts under the sun, but I've got incredibly low expectations. It, they should not be resting
2: on television at this stage of their development, but it's a developmental show that happens to be on TV. So we're in this weird hinterland yet again. Um, bad news is no, sorry, the good news is that, um, as Hanford points out, weapons allow for shortcuts. And if WWE can do nothing else, they can do a half decent plunder brawl, having basically cannibalized that genre. For the past however many years, like the new how it cool, cool
3: it would be if somebody went through a barricade, lads.
2: yeah, something cool like that. <laughs> so <laughs> the bad news is there's an inherent danger to these matches, and I would not put weapons or like things that are positioned to break falls anywhere near the proximity of two like vastly inexperienced women. I've got a feeling that we are. Going to see, in this sort of brief honeymoon period where people on Twitter like to talk about NXT 2.0 before it becomes boring, which it will, I've got a feeling we're going to
1: see several MP4 clips of this disaster unfolding in staggered format. Possibly in NXT 2.0 botchers account. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would do that in a... Because... Like, this is, the
2: losers hate AEW. The haters and the losers hate AEW and... Uh, the chads
1: don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've also got, well, I mean, we were good enough to book this last week, but uh, they've got around to it eventually. Uh, Indexes Honeymoon, Sid. How do you see this one going down? Um, I'm willing. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to put it across how certain
2: I am this is going to happen. I will. I don't know what I'm going to do. I won't do anything, but I'm certain that the following thing is going to happen. They're going to have a nice romantic meal. Okay. Uh, uh, Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. Give me his full name, Dexter Gaylord Loomis. He said it. What what a trap I said for you there. I mean, that is his name. Not my fault. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to sit opposite each other in some Florida restaurant. (laughs) 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 Disguised to not look like it's in Florida. Um. The music's going to play. The mood's going to be right. The candles are going to be lit. It's going to be all very nice. And uh, given what Wade Barrett was talking about last week, uh-huh, uh-huh. kind of lingers. <laughs> <laughs> Build on that, this theory of mine, new edgier content. that were Effing and Jeffing, and We're talking about eating puss. Dexter Loomis is going to eat a clam. Ah!
1: Ah. Oyster
2: of some sort. And then Indy Hartwell is going to say, huh? Like clams, do you? (laughs) (laughs) I got a clam down here, down under. What is is it? it? Well, (laughs) that's. Got, you like, oh, do you like it? Have you had clams in Florida? Well, I've got a clam down, Andy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
2: love this. It's the best part of the week.
3: Oh, God. Oh, yeah. You brought me back around there, Cedric, because when you said the mood is right, I started thinking, the mood is right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Christmas yet. I know, we're preempting that by months. This was the thing that I, like, again to reiterate my point from the start has moved so fast that like index honeymoon pattern feels so ancient. Like we should be watching, like it's so ancient and like related to NXT's past that we should be watching them having full intercourse to the roar of the crowd by CFOs. That's how rooted in NXT's past this is. And there's only been two episodes of (laughs) 2.0 including the wedding. Like that's how all of a sudden that like, their honeymoon is going to be broken up by a phone call. It's going to be revealed that it's John and because they've both been drafted. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, like this this act, this whole thing, um, you know, like <laughs> as Johnny Gargano's small. Is the gag going to be that he stowed away in their suitcase? <laughs> and they open the, the big trunk and Gargano's folded up in there. Hey guys, still weirdly trying to get in the way of them having penetrative intercourse. (laughs) But like, you know, all all the boys, the quartet, the killer quartet, Vince Kev, Bruce and Johnny can be like, this does make sense though, because uh, Gargano is, what was that word we used in the press release? Oh yes, midget. He is one of them, isn't he? Mm -hmm. So it would make sense that he would hide in a suitcase and nobody would notice.
1: I can't top, I genuinely can't top the, the clam stuff. So I'm just gonna move on because it's spectacular. It's gonna happen. Um, I've written, and this seems preposterous to suggest, Hamlet, but I've written in our notes more NXT debuts, question mark, which when you think about just how many there've been in the first two weeks is preposterous. And yet, there's again that rumor that NXT is going to be heavily involved in the draft. So we're gonna need some more new people. And I'm fairly certain one of the guys who debuted last week has already had that gimmick cancelled.
3: Yeah, love it. More debuts for me please. Uh Grayson Waller debuted 2 weeks ago as a manager. They wreck on that and he came back as a wrestler and tonight he's getting a Cruiserweight title shot. Why would there not be more debuts on week 3 of NXT? They have re So this takes place in a corner of the performance center, doesn't it? They've like they, they gutted the CWC to make the 2.0 arena this Pat sharp's funhouse creation. <laughs> um, I want to believe that they've remodelled a the performance centre. So rather than you walk in at that reception desk that we once saw people tearfully meeting William Regal and signing a contract and ringing their, ringing their families to say it's happened today, it's just a door that takes you directly into the actual entranceway of the 2.0 arena. And if you just walk in and you do it, you happen to do it on a Tuesday night, Nice one! You kind of got yourself a match. That's how like Von Wagner was just visiting Universal with family, and he said, oh, is, this, "Is this a ride?" I liked wrestling when I was a kid, and William Regal stood by the door. You've impressed me, son. You got yourself a title. <laughs> and he's like, "I've got to be back at six. We've got a booking at Universal Studios." Like, it's I love it. More debuts, db's every week. Doesn't matter if they don't make sense. They're not dull. They're not boring. So I welcome any debuts. They like someone might have a funny name. Someone might do a like needlessly dangerous powerbomb variant. I'm all for it. Before we quickly move on to the game, the closing game, yes. because we are running
2: low on time, there's a big Brock Lesnar looking dude in the Performance Centre called Parker Boudreaux, yes. who's been subsequently renamed Haaland because he looks a bit Norwegian. And there's a famous footballer called Haaland at the minute. And uh, I want to see this guy on TV Me too. because I think his energy is so weird. His online energy is bizarre. He's like, you know, he was, like, he was made to leave a Marie. He's like one of these. Weird influencer, influence a lot that I'm like, I'm way too old to care about.
1: I'll swear he DM'd me when we first reported on, on him potentially signing with a uh, with WWE, sorry. He's so, one yeah. of these people that's like, well, you made you look like Brock Lesnar and you're a heavily touted prospect.
2: Don't be one of these weird like, accounts that you see, wrestling accounts. I can't really think of Rick Rude. He's great, you stupid hack bastard. You're just <laughs> trying to get followers that hate you for it. He's one of these like Parker Boudreau. Uh, pe- however many people following him, and like he's following like one million people. It's like how many accounts do you meet there, brother? <laughs> or what, what does your feed look like? So he follows all of these people. Follow me back. Follow me back for great content. It's like you, you look like Brock Lesnar. Can you imagine Brock Lesnar doing this to <laughs> you, <idiot> bastard? <laughs> and then like does this thing? You know the m um, the purple devil emoji thing. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like that. Like, hey. And he goes. He builds up all of these followers. Like, um, just following all these people who follow me back. Then they follow him back. Then just the purple devil and goes unfollow spree question mark. And it's like, why? Why? Lesnar would never do it. So like, he's gonna. I hope he <laughs> comes back. <laughs> I hope to hell he debuts on TV doing something as weird <laughs> yeah, as this. Yeah, A weird guy, and I need to see that energy on telly. <laughs>
1: unfollows
3: free. He does, it's weird. If I'm not did you see, it. did you see that the best thing about warping to Finn Balor was that Finn's mind's back? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. He called him an Irish bitch. <laughs> right, should we finish up with our
1: game? Yes, please. I'm just getting to my character. Hey! I <laughs> not think of more. Hey, yeah, where's because- your next one? We've, talk, we've talked a lot about uh, NXT debuts, and yet the best character hasn't actually debuted in the ring yet, and that's Tony D'Angelo, huh? The best character on a Tuesday night. Now, we've seen Tony. He's been on the street in Chicago. He's been at the docks. But well, where's he gonna be this week? It's part of the game. We're calling it the Tony Angelo Predictor.
0: Right?
1: <laughs> I realize can't Predict that can't say- that. I can't really do it in the accent, so I just abandon it, huh? I abandoned it like my first wife, huh? So, anyway, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, so I predict, uh, I teased this last week, guys. You have to give me a location and a void. okay? It can't be a location he's been in, and it can't be a void this guy's ever said. That's what I need from you. And then we'll see who is the game tomorrow on the NXT 2.0 review. I'll tell you what, Michael Sidgwick, why don't you go for it? Of course, man. Look, I'll do I'll do the voices,
2: don't worry, but I don't okay, want to, yeah, I do yeah, want to yeah, be too constant. No, no, no. I'll have to like hang the lantern on the fact that <laughs> it's them who's doing the caricature. That's wrong. <laughs> Look, I think because mafia cliche Mm -hmm. pretty problematic caricature right plus edgy content initiative strippers it's
1: gonna be the strippers you're gonna see some tits.
2: you're gonna see some ass you're gonna see the lips actually (laughs) uh
1: <laughs> so he's going to be the strippers. It's going to be the strippers. The Bada Bing. Hey, the uh, the women from Raw Underground haven't been busy since that all closed down. The skirting
2: around the trademark version of the Bada Bing, so the Bada Boom. It's okay. going to be at the batter Boom strip club, and he's going to be talking about how he likes to mix business with pleasure. That's going to be the way But the word he's going to say, because at some point he has to talk about how he's very wrestling. Now he's going to be even better at wrestling when he's in NXT. And at the strippers, he's going to say, and all these. Guys, he's gonna LTST gonna list off some of the names of the people he's gonna have wrestle matches. They gonna wrestle me. They're gonna be so scared, they're gonna be on the lamb.
3: Oh, I
1: like that. I like that a lot.
3: Nice. Hamlet, your 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 predictions. Well, it's gonna be wrong because Cedric's right because his has got tits and ass and lips. and <laughs> um, they've already advertised it, so he's bang on. I had um hit my location was gonna be hot dog stand, because the guy's got money in meat. So he goes and he, and he collects, and this is my word, he's going to go collect a payoff. Guy, oh. A guy hot dog stand is going to give him some money and they're going to say, and this is the only fresh meat that i like getting paid for. I see a lot of fresh meat on NXT and I want to get a lot of payoffs. And there, and there you go. <laughs> and
1: and uh, finally, my prediction, I got simple, okay. He's going to be in the casino. Of course he is, because everybody wants to win big in the casino. He wants to win big in NXT 2.0, okay? And then what he's going to say is, uh, look, uh, I've had my hand in many businesses. Legitimate, not so legitimate, you know what I mean, okay? i so not, not got to the word yet, okay? And he says, uh, you know, some people like to try their luck, but I like to uh, play games where I, uh, I know I'm going to win, which is why I'm coming to dominate NXT 2.0. I'm not going to be like these, here's the word, schmucks here in this casino. <laughs> I was genuinely surprised when you told me he hasn't already said that word. He just made it up on his bar. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to say these schmucks gambling their money away. It's not going to be like me. I'm going to be getting paid every night because I don't know, I mean. smashing people like I got 22 in a game of Blackjack. <laughs> it's
2: a Jake Roberts. It's a
1: Jake Roberts, yeah. LTSD. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm genuinely buzzed to see which one we're on. Because I think, I feel one of us is almost definitely right. So we'll see how it plays out tomorrow. But, hey, you listeners, you wise guys, you want to get involved? Get involved in the action. At WhatCultureWWE wwe me your Tony D'Angelo predictions. And if you're anywhere close, you schmuck, maybe I'll give you a little mention
0: tomorrow. Oh,
1: mm. love like that. Oh, well, then, i like. But you have to do it in a reply to the tweet with this podcast on, because I can't be asking. All
3: <laughs> We're all about
1: engagement around here. <laughs> hey, reply, guy. Huh? <laughs> so, yeah, let us know. You, I'm so This is my favorite part of the week. Let us know your thoughts. It's probably because it's the longest time to roll ahead uh, of NXT 2.0. <laughs> 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 at what culture WWE on Twitter? Why well, say you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at
3: Michael Hamlet.
1: You can follow Michael Sidgwick at <laughs> M Sidgwick. <laughs> you follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts wrong for daily wrestling podcast already out right now is our raw review and our AEW rampage review and our review of NXT 2.0 and the results of the Tony D'Angelo predictor is going to be out tomorrow. Uh, so subscribe to what called dressing for that. But for now, this has been the NXT 2.0 preview. My thanks to the Dali boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.